Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by Ian Bruce, Patrick Kale, and Marcus Hurley. The big game of the last few weeks would have to be inside. Um, we're just going to talk about this in brief terms, first of all, so that I can get your take on it, Ian, because I know you haven't finished it. Correct. So, how are you finding it so far? Um, <clears throat> I'm finding it to be quite beautiful. Which probably means I'm not far along enough along to be quite finding it t- quite terrifying. I'm not entirely sure, <coughs> uh, but I love the minimal UI. I love the mechanics. Um, I love the way it looks. Uh, I love it. It was done in Unity. Uh, oh right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love wanting to play play it more. <coughs> I I really enjoyed Limbo as well. Limbo's the one with the black and white yep. cartoony, shadowy one, right? Yeah, but, it was the first game by Playdead <clears throat> who made this. Okay, but one of the problems with Limbo was I got to a point where I got a bit stuck and I didn't really care, so I just stopped. <clears throat> oh, but that's what, go- that's what Google's for. Yeah, and don't worry, that'll be helping me here as well. <clears throat> uh, it certainly um, helped me on a couple of bits, mostly but, because I just wanted to get past those bits, not because I was frustrated by them, I was just like, and, and that's I don't it. want I wanna... to be here anymore. I think I know exactly which bit you mean. Uh, yeah. I, I <laughs> it's one of the walkie dudes with the uh, mine cart. I can't do that one. The mine? Oh, I quite like that puzzle. I, I, oh, I didn't yeah, I know you much, mean. I didn't have too much trouble with that, but I can appreciate why people did, because you're having to sort of think about things across quite a large area. And, yeah, that's... Mm. Thank you. I almost ran into trouble there. <laughs> well, it's that or I Google it. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. But I've been playing it late at night, and that's excuse doesn't uh, help. But, but I really want to. I want to because I've I haven't I've stayed away from spoilers for the ending or wherever it starts doing whatever it does. But a lot of people that are uh, <clears throat> whose opinion about games I appreciate have said you've got to play this game, and then yeah. not said anything about it. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the general Proper line is hype. play it before you get spoiled. Yeah, um, if you can. Yeah, um, I'm certainly glad I didn't know anything going in. Um, but yeah, I think I've compared. I I was thinking of it like um, it's like Half Life and Half Life Two in the way that those games sort of most of the sort of joy of it is that they're they're very um, everything's there for a reason. And it all hangs together really well. It might not be like the most realistic 
sort of setting but it's very artistically yeah awesome and uh and and it's got it establishes a set of rules and it builds on them um and yeah and it's crazy to be saying that about what is essentially just a 2d left to right platform game i would say to be honest it doesn't even need the puzzles because some of it is just so cool to experience but then i suppose a lot of the puzzles kind of get their benefit from that aesthetic Um, i would actually say in a way you don't even need to play it one of my friends uh, just watched the whole thing on uh, on YouTube, just one sitting. And yeah. as, when I finished it, I thought, I, I can see how you don't really miss much of the game doing it that way. Um, although yeah. it's, although like the, the gamey parts of it were fun, it was a very much like an experiential thing. It was, I, I, I thought it was a little bit like Journey in a way, like mm. that it was... Um, like the game or just... A yeah, journey. journey the game, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like, I, I thought, yeah, like, I, I, you, I, you wouldn't miss a whole deal if you just watched it as, as, a, as a kind of film. Yeah. Um, but for me, it, it was honestly one of the, the best games I think I've ever played. And, like, because if, if I'm putting it up there with Journey... Uh, yeah, high praise. Yeah, very high praise. Um, it's enormously difficult to talk about without spoilers because, yeah, exactly. One because moment. A huge, huge part of it is uh, is is the story. Yeah. Okay. So let's get let's just get into this. We won't take too long over it. But if you guys just want to get your cans and then uh, cool. and then we'll cool. we'll just discuss this. I because I've got to talk to Pat. Yeah. About no. It definitely. Go for it, mate. <laughs> like, go for it. One thing I will say, I know you said like you you should definitely play it before spoilers, but I, 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 in a way, it's a very uh, kind of uh, there's a lot of perspective involved in in how you took that ending or how you take the game. I've seen many different interpretations of what it's about from from the ending. Okay, yeah, yeah, me too. Right, cool. I'm gonna meet you guys. And go play it. it. And go yeah, play and for the benefit Lord of the Rings. listeners now, if you haven't you can played wait it, or give me a text when you're done. That'd be great. Yeah, if you haven't played <clears> it, I'll try not to swear. Stop listening and come back when you finished it. Okay, cool. And here we go. Right, so that fucking mess of a thing at the end, man. Like, what the fuck? That was so foul. So, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the cleverest thing about this game is that it kind of tricks you at the start into thinking that you're a human kid in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And then it starts to kind of suggest that uh, there's human agency which have some kind of control on this zombie apocalypse thing. But as it kind of transpires late in the end, that's maybe not exactly what's happening or anything like that at all. And it kind of suggests that in, in fact, you are the same thing as, as as the zombies. Yeah. And that it's all to do with cloning and some kind of weird bio-cybernetics. It's, it's all about control, I think. Um, like, because the way that you're yes. controlling zombies... Yes. There's an awesome puzzle later on where you're controlling a zombie that's controlling another zombie. Which yes. I, which was Which was fucking brilliant i love that so um, clever so clever but yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're right it was it was largely kind of based around like autonomy and like mimicking autonomy and yeah controlling others who were kind of like husks and 
I there's a really really great theory about the game, and this is absolutely mind blowing. But um, th there's this idea that the the kid is essentially a parasite in his own body, and that the whole right. game is basically the metaphor of um, the immune system trying to fight out this infection. And that when you're when you're in the line with the with the zombies, there's a there's a there's a section where you have to kind of mimic the movements of the yeah, which the is zombies. fantastic. And I fucked and, up a few times. <laughs> and, and like there's like the, 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 the people with this theory say that that's you trying to mimic the the immune system. You're trying to trick the immune system. And the dog is the basically the immune system, and it's kind of kind of chasing out the parasite. And if you think about, it, there's loads of little bits in the game which do kind of look like that. That's the kind of thing they're suggesting. Um, and, and, and especially with what happens in the end where this, this, the kind of theme of kind of sickness and tumours is kind of um, quite blatantly illustrated. And so horrifically well animated. It's, yeah, the shaders of the skin on the, on the, on the beast the at the end. The way and they're all trying to like sort of uh, like have their own up movements. against one another. And, yeah. And, and, when you, and it's like you sort of move the stick up and it's sort of the whole bulbous thing just sort of like moves up. Yeah. And, uh, it just felt fully disgusting the way it articulated and stuff and the way you're just smashing through stuff a lot of people have compared that to the end of Half-Life 2 with the gravity gun the way that yeah. the gravity gun gets like mega overpowered and it's Suddenly just ridiculous it becomes massively OP thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally um, but like it also like <laughs> There was there was some really weird things about the the ending like and as this is like a, a, a spoiler we may as well talk about them like yeah just go into you, it when you um so when you first kind of take over the the, the beast parasite thing body at the end um and you smash through a giant panorama of like a, a woodland scene oh yeah um, yeah yeah and that is the scene that you end on at the end so when the yes. thing dies at the end that's the thing in the panorama if you think about it you've spent the entire game descending. So how are you outside? That must be a fake environment. So like maybe it's like a fake environment outside of the the, the factory to so that organisms which think they escape actually don't escape. You I mean like the human characters were helping you as you as you kind of got to the final parts of the game? It like yeah. opening doors for you and letting you through places. It sort of seemed a bit like a test or something. There's so many weird things. There's so many questions about about like what the game was about and like that's why it's so good. Yeah, um, it, and it defies real explanation, and and it's open to interpretation in the same way yeah. that Half Life did as well. I, I know I keep mentioning Half Life, but it's that it's in that realm of like games, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And another another metaphor people have said is maybe it's just the metaphor of game of what a game is, and that the control, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the people with the the white mask that they were the developers, uh, and that the, the obviously the the, the main character was the, the player, and that the the zombies were the gate the game mechanics, and yeah. that kind of makes sense as well. Like it's so like it's so kind of multi dimensional, and and and, and it, it's because it hasn't tried to I guess explain itself that it it it's such a kind of compelling story. Um, yeah, because yeah. we we often have it kind of spelled out for us, don't us? Don't we? Yeah, in, I mean, in, Bioshock in... is a game that always thought it was very smart, and it there is that moment in it which is very smart, but it it it's still very on the nose when it when they do the twist. It's like yeah. it's great. It's like it's like they've done all the setup, and it's and it's sort of transcended that. It doesn't need to have that big payoff because the payoff is the thought that of it all that you have afterwards, you know, and yeah, and the, and, and what I, you take when... away from it. 
I, I was just staring at that end screen. Just, I, I was yeah, sitting I'm there with my little, on the floor. Yeah, just, just like exhausted. Just like same thing happened when I finished Journey. It was just like that was a journey. That was an yeah. experience. Like, uh, and yeah, absolutely such a such a great thing. I can't wait to play it again. To be honest, I, I'm sure there's things that I'll pick up in in like multiple playthroughs that I'd I didn't like notice the it. first time. I'd like to uh, watch someone else play it. You know sort of be there while someone yeah, else is definitely, playing it you know like definitely. you know like when you've watched a really great movie and you you want to show someone that piece of art and uh, experience man. it with them absolutely I, I made a friend of mine play journey when he was uh when he was having a bit of a rough patch and it gave him like a, a like a real like moment of zen in in a time which i couldn't do anything else to console console my friend no making him play that game just like took, totally took his mind off it and he's still playing it like plays it like once a year or something like like you're totally right games like these you should totally share them with people you should totally make people play them because they are experiences they are totally like experiences there's there's two bits i just want to get to before we get the others back in uh the first one is that girl the, the 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 creepy swimming girl yeah that's the bits that I had to get a bit of help with. Same here, same here. Because it, it was just so overwhelmingly I creepy and horrible. Yeah, and then of course, uh, then you've got uh, th- you've got your other method of control, where basically I think the reason that you were dying in all of those occasions were because you were fighting against her, and then when yeah. you finally submit, where the game kind of submits for you. Yeah. When you lose control, that's where you are more empowered because you get the ability to swim underwater and stuff yeah i mean some people so. have said that she's maybe connected to the, the the brain thing at the end or the, the whatever it is at the end like that it's some kind of hive mind and maybe well, yeah that's... because when you're when your clothes get all ripped off i was like oh is that me and there's like some weird time travel thing but no it wasn't quite that I don't yeah think, well but... to be fair i had a weird assumption by just seeing them looking into the into that chamber and all you know, that when marketing. all the adults are looking in there and you join them, I thought I had a feeling there was going to be like clones of the little boy in there. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's weird. Like, like uh, it's weird that we both had a similar sort of assumption about it. But and now, yeah, like the idea of it being like a hive mind and it's actually controlling all of the other things. That's like yeah. really interesting. Um, um, but all those marketing materials now, where you see the guys looking in the thing, that just so creeps me out now. Looking, looking at just, just you know when you saw the the screenshots of the game like quite a way out or, yeah. or you know or posters of the the doctors all crowded round the uh, glass yeah it's like yeah. now we know what they're looking at yeah that's that's true and that's it's true. like oh man it's just the best um, yeah so yeah and, and and the only other thing I wanted to quickly mention was that yeah we both played this in a uh, Steam big picture mode yes uh, which I thought it it really lent the game I think I might have lost a few frames for it but it still looked great um it was still perfectly playable and i loved I, I think the way that the camera sort of suddenly angled itself and stuff um, yeah. and you're so small on the screen relative to what else is going on it, uh, playing it on a massive I screen thought it was a good great. way of playing it because you it, that art was so beautiful and you really didn't want to miss a single piece of it and and to yeah. be fair like I, I sort of had to play it in a headset because of the brightness <laughs> at the moment if you want to play a game like that and it's not you know nighttime, yeah uh, that's a very very dark game um, so it was, a, it was a good way of avoiding any st- screen glare and missing any of the, the details of it, um, which is important because it's a really, really beautiful game. Limbo was as well, but Limbo was a beautiful monochrome game. And this is, 
this is yeah. just the just the next level but it, and it, also because of the like simplicity of like the fact that people don't really have faces and stuff uh, yeah. you don't lose any fidelity whatsoever from the you know the rift graininess no. stuff so uh yeah that's definitely a recommendation i was really mm. glad i played it that way yeah definitely yeah, no, just was good to, to talk to somebody about it because I haven't been able to talk to anyone about it. Yet, <laughs> yeah. no, no one else has played it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. This has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk where you can also hear myself and Ian talk about movies and TV on the Not Watching Podcast. And Marcus. And, and Marcus as well. And Adam, Ash and Will talk about all manner of funny things on the Not Listening Podcast. You can email us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk. If you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. Five stars will help. Uh, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. happening to me all i know is that it is happening tonight on the cw are you a superhero superheroes aren't real what if they are it's the incredible new series from ava duvernay you have power i have never felt before this is real whether you believe it or not i just want to be normal you're not normal you naomi mcduffie are exceptional naomi the can't miss series premiere tonight on the cw tonight at nine only on dcw 50 washington cw